Welcome to the Pastor Nora King Podcast. We're confident that the message you're about to hear will enhance and empower your life in God. Now, here's Pastor Nora. Hello, everyone. Welcome today. I'm so excited to have you with us. I believe that God is going to do some good things and speak to us through His Word. I've been looking at some some things in the Scripture that really mean so much to me here in these last days, and so I pray it will to you today. Let's pray before we begin. Father, in the name of Jesus, all my friends that are listening right now, I pray, Father, that you anoint their ears to hear the word of the Lord for this day and for this hour, and we give you praise and glory and honor for it. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, again, I'm so glad to be with you, and today I'm going to talk about Awake being awake in the day and the hour that we live in. And, you know, Jesus had things to say about being awake. And sometimes people doze off to sleep spiritually, and they're not alert, they're not awake to the things that God is doing. You know, if you read the Bible, you see all through the Old and the New Testament Uh, the uh, fourth telling of things that were going to happen during the end times. And we can follow that and we can see where we are in those sequences. And so as I look at the scripture, I am really stirred, I'm alarmed, and I know that we have to be so close to the return of the Lord. And you know, In this time, we're hearing all kinds of stirrings also about outpourings of the Holy Spirit in different pockets all over the nation, and not just the nation, but the world. And so we have to know that we have to be ready for this time, and we need to be alert and again awake to what God is doing. And I remember reading in the scripture and uh, it telling us that there would be a time where the trumpet would blow in Zion. Now, as we read about the Old Testament, we know that they would gather when that trumpet began to sound. Well, so it is today. The trumpet is sounding in the church, the trump of God. Now, how do you hear this trumpet? that sounds. Is it going to be a real trumpet? Well, I'm not going to say that God couldn't do something like that, but most likely what it means is that we have to be attuned to the Holy Spirit because He's going to alert us and He's going to call us to attention for such a time as this, the end times. Now, Elijah prophesied in the Old Testament. I love to read about Elijah, such a, 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 a powerful man. And he prophesied through the Spirit of God that it would not rain, and so it didn't. And then there was a great um, famine that came as a result of that, a drought, and it was very difficult and hard on the people. But one day he pressed his spiritual ear in to hear what God wanted him to hear. And he spoke to him 
and told him it was time for this drought to be over. It was time for the lack of rain for that to end and that there would be rain. And Elijah, through the ear of faith, began to hear. He began to hear. He said, I hear a sound. And that's exactly where we are today. We can hear a sound of the end times. But Elijah heard the sound of the abundance of rain. And rain is indicative of the Holy Spirit, the outpouring, the awakening, if you will, the revival that we want to see. And that's what's taken place. And see, we can put our ear to the Spirit and we can begin to hear this abundance of rain, that sound. And God wants us to hear it because it's time to awake, to be alert, and to do what we've got to do while there is opportunity to do it. Now, in these end times that we're in, there are going to be multitudes of people that come to Jesus. And it's going to come through this awakening. It's going to come through the revival. Now, there's all kinds of things that happen. And I want to talk about some of those things today. But we know that salvations will be a big part of that. People accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior in an unprecedented way. And so we as God's people, we don't need to go about our business as usual. We need to understand it's time for the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. And we need to be attuned to what God has us to hear. Go here and minister to this one. Share the gospel here. Pray for that one. Lay your hands upon this person. Pray for their healing. God wants to move in people's lives. And this great awakening, this outpouring of the Holy Spirit is for us today. Now, let me tell you this. All through the church history, we know that there's been awakenings. There's been great outpourings of the Holy Spirit. And the Bible talks about the early rain and the latter rain. The latter rain, as it's referred to in Scripture, has to do with this outpouring of the Holy Spirit when multitudes will come to know Jesus and be swept into the kingdom and get ready for what is going to happen. Jesus is coming soon. And you say, I've heard that so much before. You know, I have too. But now is our salvation nearer than when we first believed. And that is for sure. And again, we see all these things getting in line uh, that have been prophesied and they're coming forth and they're happening. Who would have thought that in our world today, the immorality, the chaos, the evil and wickedness would be what it is today? But Jesus told us that it was coming. And so what do we do when we see? Do we hide our head in a hole somewhere and just wait for Jesus to come? No, we get up. We let our light shine like never before, and we do the work 
of our Lord Jesus Christ and get others ready again for this great outpouring of the Holy Spirit and great ingathering of souls. So it's exciting, isn't it? So as I share all those things, I just want to uh, read you a scripture, and this is out of Romans 13, 11, and 12. And that knowing the time, see, we're just supposed to know the time. We're not supposed to be oblivious to the time, not understanding, all caught up in cares and all caught up in activities, asleep spiritually. He said, and that knowing the time, and he's talking to Christians, now it is high time to awake out of sleep. You see, there may be times in all of our lives that we're just not alert spiritually, but this is not the time for that. You've got to stir yourself. You, you and I need to be asking God, fill us to overflowing with our, your spirit. Let us know and understand the time that we live in so we can do what would please you. He says, for now is our salvation or deliverance nearer than when we first believe. The night is far spent. The day is at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. That tells me when I read that, there's something that I have to do. I have to take off the darkness and I have to put on the light. You say, well, that has to be the Holy Spirit. Uh, the Holy Spirit, yes, has to do certain things. But he said, you cast off the darkness and you put on the light. So it's time, church, to awake and know the time that we're in and put on His light. And I'm going to tell you, when you walk in the light as He is in the light, and when you share <clears throat> this light, during that time, it's like a magnet. It's got a magnetism. And that light pulls people to Jesus. It pulls people uh, to looking for hope, the blessed hope, Jesus Christ. If you live in this world and you don't have Jesus, you don't have any hope. But if you have Jesus, don't live as one without hope because we have hope in him. He makes a way when there is no way for you. You say, well, I'm in this mess. I don't know how to get out. Well, the hope lives on the inside of you. The answer and solution through the power of the Holy Spirit lives on the in inside of you. And there is a way of escape. There is a way to get out of your predicament that you're in. See, many times we cause our own problem. And you may be looking at yourself and say, it's my own fault and I've done it. But that's a wonderful thing about the mercy and the grace of God. Even though we might bring it on ourselves, He still, through His mercy and grace, will bring His answers and solutions for us and help us in our time of need. Such a wonderful God. Don't believe that God is your enemy. Don't believe that God doesn't love you. That's a lie of the devil. And I've always found that's exactly what the devil will tell me. God doesn't love you. He's mad at you. That's not true. If you come near to God, God will come near to you. Do that today. Draw near to Jesus today and cast off the works of darkness and put on light. Just like you take off a coat, 
take it off. Take off the darkness and put on the light. It's a wonderful, wonderful thing that God gives us the ability to do. And you can do it. Just make a decision and step out in it. Help people today, Father, to be able to make that decision. Help them to turn their lives around. You, by the Spirit, do the work. There's no doubt, but they have to come to the place where they make that decision. And I thank you for doing that, Lord. I just sense the presence of the Holy Spirit here. And He's helping you. So reach out and receive it. And don't go back to where you were. Experience this awakening, this revival, this outpouring of the Holy Spirit that we're talking about today. Amen? So very, very important. I want to read to you from Acts 2, 17 and 18. And it has to do um, with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Listen uh, to what it says here. And it shall come to pass in the last day, says God. Who's saying it? Not me. Certainly not me. Some, certainly not some other preacher. This is what God says. I will pour out of my spirit upon all flesh. Not just a few people. Not just a few select individuals. Uh, that you think are spiritual, God said, it's going to hit all flesh. It's going to hit the wicked. It's going to hit the sinners. It's going to hit the church and awake the church up. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ has been asleep too long. We've gone through COVID and I've never seen such sleepers. Awake, oh sleeper. It's time to wake up. But he said, it's going to hit all flesh. Now, does that mean everybody is going to come to Jesus Christ? I don't think so. There's some people that will shake their fist in the face of God. You, if you read Revelation, and it talks about God giving them opportunity. And the Bible says, and they would not repent. They just got more stubborn and more hard. So we know that that's going to be there, but there's so many that are going to be ready when the Spirit of God is poured out upon all flesh and they're going to run to Jesus. They're going to run to the church and the church doesn't need to be sleeping. I'm talking about our local churches. Our local churches don't need to be going back and forth. What do we believe? Do we still believe that? Is that out of date? Does that not work for society now? I'm going to tell you the Word of God works in every society, in every age, at all times. The Word of God is truth. And He said, heaven and earth is going to pass away, but my Word will stand forever. And so if you see people in the body of Christ, so-called, and they're discarding truths, you just know that's error. That's a spirit of error. It's people being deceived. And we know that the devil is going to be going around to deceive in the day and hour that we live in, in these end times. But we can't be taken off course. Whatever the Bible says, 
out of the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. You don't take the word of God out of context. You don't just take one little thing and make a doctrine out of it. But you see things that run throughout the scripture, and this is truth. This is the way of the Lord, and so we walk in it. But all flesh is going to be poured out in this end times. And listen to this, and your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. One thing that I have learned um, about this last day outpouring and about studying other um, moves of the Spirit of God and other uh, spiritual awakenings is that young people come alive through Jesus Christ. And they are set on fire by the Spirit of God in a really, really positive way. They love the Lord with all of their heart. And it's such a wonderful, wonderful thing. I experienced that in the late 70s. My husband and I, we were leading a youth group, and there really wasn't anyone to work with these young people in the church, but the pastor knew that they needed it, so we went to him and said, you know, we'll help the young people if you want us to. We need to roll up our sleeves in the last day in our local churches and help. We need to help the pastor. We need to help the church of the Lord Jesus Christ the local church I'm talking about. So we did that, and he really liked that idea. And so we started meeting with the young people. We didn't have techniques. We didn't know youth ministry strategy, and I don't think there's anything wrong with that, and praise God that we've learned more. But during that time, we didn't have it, but we would have Bible study together. Can you imagine that an outpouring of the Holy Spirit can come through Bible study? Well, yes. Jesus is the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. So when we're talking about the Word, now I'm not talking about dry dust Word. Some people, you know, uh, in local churches, and I'm not trying to, um, you know, to throw off on anyone, but they become a teaching center. And through that teaching center, people get the Word of God, but it's dry as dust. The Bible says that the Word and the Spirit agree. We need the Holy Spirit as well as the Word of God. And the Holy Spirit brings the power of God and the glory of God into a church and into a situation. And so we need to be open to that. We're not teaching sinners, even though we teach. And we're certainly not speaking against that. This church that my husband and I pastor, we're very strong on the Word of God, but we're also very strong on the Spirit of God. One man said, if you just have the Word of God, you will dry up. Now listen to this. And if you just have the Spirit of God, you'll blow up. But if you have the Spirit and the Word, guess what will happen? You will grow up. You will grow up in to this perfect image of Jesus Christ. Does that mean that you won't mess up, that you won't fail, you won't stumble? No. But we're perfect in Jesus. He is our perfection. He makes us right. Amen. And so this is a wonderful, wonderful truth here that I'm talking about. And I'm going to continue reading. It says, 
and your young men shall see visions, and your old men shall dream dreams. So this is something that's going to happen. In the, well, I don't believe in visions, and I don't believe in, in dreams. Well, I do, because it's scriptural. And here he's saying in this end time that there's going to be a time when these young men see visions and the old men are going to dream. I love this because he said, I'm going to pour it out of my spirit upon the handmaidens and my servants. In other words, men and women, young boys, young girls are going to experience the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. Some tell us, well, that couldn't be right because God won't let women do anything. The Bible has been taken so out of context when it comes and relates to certain scriptures. And then it goes on to tell us that women were even used in the New Testament early church. You had an apostle, Junia, there. You had Phoebe, a deaconess there. I don't have a long time to go down that road, but I do want to tell you, don't buy into that. Don't buy into it. You serve Jesus and you do it His way. And what you see in the Bible, do that. Do that. So we see the last day outpouring of the Holy Spirit, it's going to hit every generation. It's going to hit young men, young women, old men, older women. Now, I can't say old women. That's not we don't like that as women. So older, more mature women. How about that? We like that. But God is going to get all the generations into this. Yes, he starts many times with young people, but it doesn't stay there. It spreads. So today what I want to do is I want to get into just a few things and talk to you about these awakenings and revivals, and the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. One thing I've learned, they're all different. Every one of them are different. They're not the same. And so you're not going to um, pick things up. I'll do that, and I'll have revival. That's not how it works. We do the things that, that we understand from Scripture that could stir revival up, but we can't make it happen. That's the Holy Spirit. But you can draw into God and you can have a personal revival, whether there is this outpouring that comes upon a group of people that you're with, and hopefully it will, and one day we know it will, because He tells us about it. So um, don't be lukewarm you know, Scripture tells us the Laodicean church, um, the time that's going to be in the time of the end, was um, hot and cold. They, uh, they were just, they, they weren't on fire for God. They just weren't accomplishing anything, and they were asleep spiritually. We don't want to be the lukewarm church. I read something that Charles Finney said, and he said, lukewarm Christians hate revival. Why? Because it shows them up for where they are. It shows all of us up. If we're not alert and awake and we're spiritually sleeping, it shows where we are. And so when other people start getting filled with the Holy Spirit and this outpouring happens, they don't like it because they want everybody to be like them. No, we want to be like the on fire church. That's what we want to be. 
Amen. The observations that I'm going to talk about, uh, one of them I'm going to mention is a hunger and thirst for God. That is so important uh, to understand that. If there's no hunger and no thirst, we need to be calling out to God. And the Bible says, if you hunger and thirst, you will be filled. And so we need to allow this desire uh, to be created in us by the Spirit of God. And you say, I don't feel like that at all. I feel like I'm asleep. Well, you begin uh, to do the things that you see in the Scripture. Begin to say over yourself. The Bible says in Matthew, I think it is chapter number 5, if you hunger and thirst after righteousness, you will be filled. And so you begin to say that. You begin to press into God. You begin to read your Bible like never before. You begin to pray and commune with God. See, some people think prayer is ask, ask, ask. Prayer is asking, but it's so much more. If you're going to know God and you're going to stir this hunger and thirst up, you've got to commune with Him. You've got to know Him. And you've got to press on in him into him he said if you hunger and thirst you will be filled I believe that with all of my heart when I was involved in an outpouring of the Holy Spirit like I said in the late 70s one of the things that we experienced in this local church and it was a denominational church one of the things that we experienced was a hunger for God we wanted to get to church. We wanted to be around other Christians because it was amazing how the Spirit of God was moving among us. And you know, when that hunger came, it created more hunger. And so I believe that you can experience that. Father, stir up a hunger in your people like never before. Those that are listening, Lord, penetrate hearts. And many times, Spirit of God, you have to penetrate minds because religious traditions stop the Word of God from being effective in the lives of people. I bind the enemy wrong thinking that the enemy keeps reinforcing in people. Father, cause them to come across the word that will bring revelation and insight to them. And Father, I thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. It's been great having you with me today. And I believe God is doing something in our lives through the power of His Holy Spirit. God bless you. Thanks for listening to this message from Pastor Nora King. If you'd like to contact us, you can visit us online at redemptionchurch.com. We'll see you back here next week for another powerful message from Pastor Nora.